I'm Amanda McKinney, and I. Oh, he's John Brandon, and he's been a comic for more than 30 years. And she's Amanda McKinney. She's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So. Pull up a chair. Neighbor. Neighbor, can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room at our table. Woo! All right. Man, that was that smooth. was easily the lamest opening we've ever had for the podcast. We are at Cedar Lake, Carl, and uh, we're sorry and sad that you're not here. You're listening to it after the fact but uh we've got a whole bunch of of clickers and comedy people here with us make noise comedy people see we're not sitting in the dining room table hunkered over our microphones like pathetic lonely people no we're hunkered around your cell phone like very cool people like very professional Um, people all right so here's what i would like to do the way I had envisioned this, everybody, was that the comics would, <laughs> the comics would stick around for more than 30 seconds after the, the ending of this, and we would sort of debrief. You know, the other comics would, would share their thoughts and their insights and the, the conversations that they had had, and it would be a time of, of renewal and refreshing while we sort of basked in the afterglow of the few days that we have had. What do you... Nothing. That's a legitimate word. All right, go ahead. But all of the comics could not wait to leave. As soon as... <laughs> we, we did a church service today, and as soon as I was done speaking, it was like, thank goodness that's over. We're out of here. Three of them have an excuse. The Smileys and Juwan uh, DeVivo. You know Juwan. And... Uh, and that was it, though. It's like the smile. Two of them have yeah, flights. Yeah, two of them have, have flights. But everybody else, why did they leave? Why did everybody else leave? Well, I, they have long drives, but if that doesn't count, the flight, I don't know why the flight is more legitimate in your mind than the car ride, but okay, they're traveling, all of them. All right. So, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have some, some of the non-comics um, just give highlights and, uh, and I, but I want to start with you, I'm, because you, uh, Amanda, Brandon McKinney, ha, were kind of the mastermind of this. And you were, I don't, I don't think it's an overstatement to say you were. <laughs> Here comes an overstatement, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's an overstatement to say that you were pushy and bossy. Oh, and I thought you were gonna say something like, I don't think it's an overstatement to say that you saved the entire universe with your Herculean efforts to whatever. Well, that would be an overstatement. Yeah, right, <laughs> I'm aware. But to say that you were, that you were bossy and pushy, um, but, but I wanna know what your thoughts are now that this is in the rear view mirror for the most it's part. It's not. <laughs> See, it's not in the rear view mirror. Okay. Um, well, I asked Luke if he wanted to come down because he's been on with us lately, and he does, but we have kids and they're still at large, so mm-hmm. he might still show up. But I do have his permission to share the, the stories of like the very first moments when we arrived here, before campers 
were here. Before these people, these Anyone fine in people. the room probably. Right. I've shared the story a couple of times, so some of them may have heard it, but this may be the first time for some of you, too. Like the big epic kickoff for the whole weekend to, to set the tone, right? The pace car mm -hmm. of the weekend. Mm -hmm. I get, we get here, we go straight to the office so that I can get the keys mm -hmm. and get our paperwork. And I say to my husband, I'm going to need my laptop because we're going to do registration at four o'clock. Um, the podcast I, ninja. Yes. Lucas. I also said, I'm I need you to run and get the um, catering because we had ordered cold cuts t for the comics who were here a little bit early. There were some ham and cheese sandwiches, Carl. And then there was like some roast beef sandwiches that had like a, okay, go ahead. There was like cucumber. Yeah. I, I mean, we're going to do this, right? We're just going to describe <laughs> every detail. So there was a veggie tray. Come on. You're invested. Fruit tray. What else? There was cauliflower and carrots. Yep. There was. And a and fruit some dip. delicious yogurt. Yeah. You know, like, like, <laughs> it's yogurt. You know what I'm talking about, you guys? It's like a yogurt thing, but it's got some, I don't know, sugar or something in it. It's so it's kind of sweet. Vanilla yogurt. And like here's sweetened. the thing that Isaac Whitty did. It, it's, it's on the fruit tray. And so you're supposed to dip your various veggies and things. No, no, fruit. fruit. You're supposed to dip fruit in it. That's why it's on the fruit tray. You could dip the veggies. You could dip vegetables in it, but it wasn't necessarily designed for that. So Isaac got a oatmeal cream pie, mm -hmm. which is neither fruit nor vegetable. <laughs> and he dipped it into that. He's like, all right, let's I'm do try this. this. And, and we were all a little bit jealous. We, we watched very closely, yeah. but we knew how it was going to turn yeah. out. We were like, that is totally good. So That's going to be good. He's an excellent comic and apparently something of a chef. Yeah, <laughs> he's an inventor. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I told my husband we were going to need those things, but um, flashback to leaving Kokomo two and a half hours prior to that. Mm -hmm. We're loading the car. Juan DeVivo had spent the night at our house Wednesday night. So we had we had made a whole day of it. Like all day Wednesday we were playing games, trying to pack some stuff in between. We played disc golf. I, I was cooking, you know. And so Thursday. He killed a mole. <laughs> oh, what, did he? No. But, but that could have happened. Yeah, that, that was a possibility. You, you had to ask. That's not right? a good Because that a good wasn't joke. a crazy thing to say. That, yeah. Don't, yeah, that wasn't outlandish enough. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so we were kind of busy and preoccupied. So we get in the car on Thursday morning. You and Juwan got in your car, and um, my family got in our van. And I said to Luke, I did not double check the hallway upstairs. I didn't check the hallway upstairs because that's where I had been collecting everything our whole family stuff was at the top of the stairs and um i hadn't checked and he goes i did and i said okay and so off we went mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's normally a very detail-oriented guy <laughs> so when i said to him i'm gonna need my laptop he gets this really funny look on his face and he goes i don't remember packing the laptop and i was like well it was in the hallway like reassuring him it's okay because you got it because you got the things in the hallway. Right. And he says, I, I'll check, but I don't remember. I don't and think it's in the van. And your heart sank. And I, yes, I immediately had like that gong in my head. Dong. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no. And so I waited for him to come back from the van and he just shook his head. It's not there. And I went, not there. Luke. Like, I was just like, I don't know what to say. So many different things popped in my head. Like, are you really sure? Like, did you check everything? And then you said you checked the hallway, but I didn't say either of those things because also I was getting keys handed to me and then somebody wanted my signature on something. And 
So I'm like, how am I going to do registration? Like all the room assignments are in that folder that's in my computer bag. Mm -hmm. So I'm freaking out. And um, we ended up calling Tabby. She hadn't left Kokomo yet. So she goes upstairs. It wasn't just my laptop. It was my like <laughs> bathroom bag with all my shampoo, conditioner, and sunscreen, and the baby's pull-ups, and like my makeup bag was up there. Just like a whole pile of stuff. So I finally get around to asking Luke, what? I thought you checked the hallway. And he says to me, I checked from our room to the girls' room. Not the whole hallway. <laughs> you didn't say check the entire hallway. You said like, check the hallway. I was flabbergasted. I didn't say anything. Right, but I understand that when you say check the hallway, it could mean just a small portion of the hallway. It's what, you not big. It's just... It's a landing, and then you turn the corner so it's L-shaped, and then mm -hmm. the rest. He, the part he checked was the long end, but he had to walk past that <laughs> bottom of the L right. to see what was right. between my room and the girl's room. And so I was like, you, and literally walked right past it, and he right. just, he didn't really have a response for that, right. because that's what happened. Right. So what you're saying is it's partially your fault. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't check. Right. So... And yeah. so and so what happened was we just used my computer. Right, we used your and computer. Actually, was so smooth. Tabby and Joe, Tabby's over here. You can sit over here. You can sit, here, Tabby. Here, try this chair. Why? <laughs> try it. No. It's fun. No, no sit in that chair this and scooch broken. up here. Get a little closer. But Tabby actually ended up making excellent time. She got here before registration started or like right at the beginning. So that was good. Um, but that wasn't all. Bef oh, it wasn't. I thought that that was... You, I think you've heard this, but you forgot. Okay. So then I say to Luke, okay, Tabby's going to bring my stuff. Could you just go get the sandwiches? We're like 45 minutes late, and Juwan DeVivo is always hungry. Okay. That is, that is true. <laughs> and the thing about Juwan that I... And I appreciate I this. this. Is, he, is he will just say it. He will right. just come right out and say... Uh, are you going to feed me? Right. <laughs> yeah. you guys, yes, is there food that I can eat that yep. you will provide? He's like, is it lunchtime now? Mm -hmm. I could eat. Are we going to eat, eat a lunch? That was what he said. Uh, Wait, are we going to eat a lunch? He put his finger in the air. <laughs> are we going to eat a lunch? <laughs> was what he asked. It's true. So he's done that like consistently every mm -hmm. meal. So, you know, Juwan's hungry. Everybody's hungry, but Juwan was actively saying so. And mm -hmm. it was like 2 p.m. Actually, I think it was 1 p.m. here, but like our bellies are on Eastern time, time zone we difference. Live in the Eastern time zone. Right. Yes, Eastern our Eastern bellies were very hungry. Right. So I said, "Would you go get the sandwiches?" And he goes, "Where am I going?" And I said, "You're going into that grocery <laughs> oh, store. It's a mile that way." And he goes, "What grocery store?" I said, "It's literally the only grocery store in Cedar Lake." That's within a mile of here. Well, the only one in Cedar Lake, right. but also and you guys it's probably a mile all from know here. what it is altogether. Have it's you been there? It's Strack. Strack and, and and Van Til. Yeah, Strack and Van Til. There's a plug plug for Strack and Van Til. Yeah. If you're ever in Cedar Lake and you need groceries, there's no other place to go. There, there is no other place. It's the to only go. place to go if you're going to pick up sandwiches. So he's Strack looking it up Til. on his phone. I'm thinking he's pulling up the website. I said it's called Strack and Van Til. It's a mile from here. So he puts it in his phone, and like I. I come down here trying to keep the kids and the hungry comics busy, mm -hmm. and then my phone rings, and it's a booking request, which never happens. Like, I know Don't that- Don't say it never no, no. happens. No, but seriously, it- like, Sometimes I get booking requests, Carl. It doesn't happen all the time. Like, some people might think, some places might have 
calls, you know, three, four, five times a day, you get inquiries. We don't. It's it's less frequently than daily. We get offers for insurance and cell phone <laughs> service. Sometimes and I get people wanting to help me with my Medicare that I don't have. Right. But this was an actual phone call this from an actual person, person who actually thought because that normally, I should come and do a show for them. It's not that far-fetched. No, no, it happens no, occasionally. No, no, no. But normally they send, like, a an email. They go to our website and they fill out a booking request. I'm saying cold calls from clients don't, like, never happen. No. Every now and then somebody will call and be like, well, I was looking on your website and I decided I wanted to talk directly to a person in this digital age. Like, nobody wants so to do that. So were you polite to them or did you go, what do you want? I'm very busy. Juan like, Vivo is starving to death. <laughs> and if I don't do something. I was like, we don't want your business if right. you're not going to just email us. So goodbye. Best no. agent I've ever had. Yeah. No, I talked to them and it's a legit contact and they really do want to have you come out and pay you money for it and everything. And so I was very nice. But... Mm -hmm. As I'm on the phone with this person, who I wasn't expecting, I was expecting it to be one of you guys, like, I'm lost, or, you know, what time's registration again? I hit a deer. And I would have said, don't ask me right now, Juan DeVivo's hungry, and then I would have hung up. But I, it wasn't anybody for vacate. They didn't even know vacate was a thing. They right. just wanted to talk to John Branion's manager about having him do a show. And I was like, oh, okay, different hat real quick. So And back to the other half. But as I'm on the phone with this person, my the line beeps beep, and I'm thinking, okay, that's going to be one of the people who needs directions. It's Luke. And so now I'm like, uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> but I can't just be like, I'm sorry. All the things I didn't tell you about where we are and what we're trying to do have just become very important, even more than they were, and now I have to hang up on you. So I just finished the conversation as quickly as I could, call him back. He goes, they don't have your order. <laughs> is it recording? Bad. I think so. No, it is. I push. Oh, okay. He got weird, and then Calm he like looked down. I just wanted to see what the time. Go ahead, finish your story. You often aren't recording, so it's fine if we have to pause and make sure. <laughs> so, he they didn't have my order. He says, and I'm like, yes, they do. I talked to a call switch person and specifically said, direct me to the Cedar Lake one. I mean, it would be pretty crazy if they didn't send me to the right one when that's If you their placed job. an order and he just went, yeah, she's probably not interested. She probably doesn't care which location. She doesn't really want these sandwiches. He goes, well, she doesn't have it. She looked mortified. And she said, well, there's another one right up the road, another Strachan Van Til. You can go check there. And I said, there's not another one right up the road. He goes, well, yes, there is. There sure is. She said there is. And I was like, where are you? <laughs> Yeah. And where was he? He said, I'm at such and such street, which didn't help. But I was like, are you in Crown Point? <laughs> and he goes, yes. Yes. I went to the closest one. And I said, <laughs> closest one. no, you didn't. 12 miles away. He drove 12 miles one way to the wrong grocery store. Mm -hmm. So I had to drive 12 miles back. And I had to give him the physical street. What was funny was he didn't even believe me until I said, it's in Cedar Lake. And he goes, I'm on such and such street. And I had to give him the address. I said, you should be on this street. And he goes, I'm not on that street. And I said, I know, come goes, back. Oh, that's really close to the campground. That's really close. So he brought the Meanwhile, Juan DeVivo is out foraging for berries. <laughs> He's spearing fish out of the lake. Uh -huh. And... Uh, but we, but we overcame that. Yes. And it was a story. And my thought was, yeah. my thought was, 
Okay, good. Something always happens. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> yes. That was your thought. And then, it was my thought. And then nothing else happened that Smooth was unexpected. Smooth sailing from there. <laughs> there were no other issues at all. Yeah. So I don't even remember every detail of things that have made me kind of go, uh-oh, oh, really? That? Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, essentially, we, we had... Better timing this year for people with small kids who have to go to school mm-hmm. um, because several people had told us last time that, like, b- doing it in it's August. too close to school starting. Well, specifically Sarah Smiley, which is Bob's wife, is a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren's wife is also a school teacher. That may be why she couldn't come last time either now that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. Neither Bob's nor Darren's wives could come last time, but they both came this time. Because it was... Because it was earlier. Earlier. And they didn't and have to hotter. be in their classroom. But yes, it, it was, was hot, but very hot. Um, and we shared the campground with a lot of other groups, like a lot, who were not... A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So... It was counting how many groups? There were four other groups. Yes. And there will be more coming in today too and, and like we so. did not like those people no. <laughs> um, i mean i didn't like those people i don't know if i okay. can speak for the rest of you but i well, i just found them annoying well they, bob you know because they were for them. Every, did you see that? <laughs> that's true every single yeah. day they would come in and eat yeah. you know yeah every day Sometimes yeah. multiple times a day. But, yeah, Bob uh, took a picture of one of the groups. Yeah, there was they this were... ladies' retreat, and they were all around the campfire doing, finishing up one of their sessions, and he walked by, and they're like, could you take a picture for us? So <laughs> next thing I know, I look over, and he's up on a bench, and these ladies are gathered them. around. Yeah. Right, he's like, green. hey, down in front a little, yep. up at the back. Yep. Yeah, and so it was very funny. So I think you have a picture of Bob taking a picture. I of do. I took a picture people. of Bob taking a picture of them. And, and that never in. would have happened if there weren't other people here with us. So, And right. they're very nice. But it made it difficult because we had to go to the lake in shifts, which I wasn't aware that we were going to have to she do. She said shifts, S-H-I-F-T-S. <laughs> she didn't say ships, oh, S-H-I-P-S. You're the and ones. we found out what the thing out there in the middle of the lake is that looks like an oil derrick. Did you, and we found out, I don't know if all of you listened to Isaac Whitty um, explain what that was, but... Carl, it's a it's like a platform out there, and I thought that they were drilling for oil because I <laughs> am not super smart. But apparently, it's like a dredging thing. It's a machine that dredges, and that's why it's named a dredging machine. And what they do is they suck all of the icky, gross mud off the bottom of the lake, and they pile it up at the edge of the lake. And then when they get done doing that, they're going to shock the lake. They're going to put electricity into the lake and kill Kill all of the fish. And Isaac Whitty was telling me this, and I thought he was just running a bit. Right. I couldn't imagine. Never trust a comedian. But he and but he knows that you can't trust comedians. So as soon as he said they're going to electrify the water and kill all the fish, he goes, "I'm serious." Right. He, they now know they have to look around and be like, "No, but for real." Yeah, they're going like, to kill all really? the fish. Yeah. And then, and I don't know. Some one of the Cedar Lake guys. Uh, how are they going to get rid of all the dead fish? Do you know what? I don't Like when all of the when all of the fish are dead, and I assume. I assume not swimming around because anymore. Can you fish fry fish that you've electrocuted from? Why not? They're already half fried. <laughs> <laughs> Tabby? Um, 
Electric, hey. Electrocuted carp it was a staple in our family <laughs> when we were growing up. It's we the would... only way we learned how to fish. <laughs> then they put them in a barrel and they'd give right. us a shotgun. Look, look. Nobody makes electrocuted look carp just... like my grandmother. But look who just sneaked into the room. The, the podcast ninja just he's, came in. He's hiding in a mm -hmm. corner all sneaky like. All right. Uh, so ahead. and before so you guys be thinking about what you want to what, what you want to share our studio people. But Oh, can I ask Tabby what it's like to stay in a hotel with a 2-year-old, less than 2-year-old? Uh, you can if you want. I was going to ask Luke about uh, his thing. You you can ask Tabby your question, but then I want you to make a comment about how you felt your workshop went. What you what you felt after your workshop because Luke gave a workshop here. Um, what are you doing? I thought you were going to ask her. Um, uh, ask her for me. <laughs> Here, ask, I don't know the question. What's it like to stay in a hotel with an 18-month-old baby? Go. Say, wait. Say it. Did say you it. not hear what she just said? No, I didn't. You're I'm committed now. What's it like to stay in a hotel with an 18-month-old child? Uh, I would. I'm. I want to be positive. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that he is very cute <laughs> he is very adorable and everybody has told me how wonderful he is uh -huh. real he was on your your automobile yeah um, well yeah I, I was i had the burden of teaching the most important segment of the weekend <laughs> and so oh, yeah. uh, i took that very seriously uh and uh, the people who who love their vehicles came to it, and um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I this felt is it what I well. was hoping for. I felt it went well. This is what I was hoping. If for. people are going to leave this weekend and at least check their oil level once in a while, I'm a happy man. <laughs> so, yeah. the thing is. Everybody is way too nice to Luke. They're like, wow, this, we really appreciate how informative this was. And the whole time he was just like almost begging to be laughed at while simultaneously being serious. Like that's what's so funny about it. He, he really genuinely does, does care yeah. about your vehicles. You know, he, yeah. you know when you watch somebody like abuse an animal? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like for me. That's how he feels He's about told me car. that before. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. told me that before to the point that, like, when Silas, our youngest, started asking about cars that were, like, out on the street in our neighborhood, <laughs> I started to realize that he had similar tendencies. Either he'd been taught or that's just a genetic thing because, like, we, there's a neighbor of ours who's pickup truck's really old and rusted out and then it's got flat tires like mm. it hasn't moved for a long time right and there was a time where silas and i were taking a walk and we were walking past that and he could not get over it he couldn't let it go he was <laughs> the like the tire was flat oh what happened <laughs> and i said well it has a hole in it he goes the tire has a hole in it and i was like yeah that happens he goes so so how can we fix it <laughs> and i was like well we can't because I said we would we would need a mechanic to fix it. Well, first he was like, we need to call an ambulance. Right. That was what he he thought. Like it's hurt. I need to get somebody who can fix it. And I said, well, an ambulance can't help with a car. But this poor vehicle right? sitting out by the road with <laughs> he, a hole, an actual hole in right. its tire, no and no water. one seems to care. He had a look like. So there's nothing we can do? <laughs> We're just gonna leave it here? Are you saying it's terminal? <laughs> and so I explained about the mechanic and it needed a tire. 
and he remembered I, I said something about a mechanic's garage like a you know auto parts store and he recognized the word garage and he was like daddy has a garage can daddy come and fix this car and I was like honestly son that's the point where I realized if you made the case to your dad like I'm sure it's going on in your own head he, he would probably come. would rush to the aid of this car just like you want out of the way everybody give me some room it didn't do anything wrong <laughs> It just, I decided the only thing that your workshop needed was for me to just be on stage. And I wouldn't say anything. I would literally just be in the back with my head in my hands. <laughs> Shaking your head. Going, I'm glad I don't have to take care of this stuff. Like, when he lives at your house, you don't have to take the workshop. Because it's like, just go do it. Like, go right. put the fluid in and push the, the buttons and all the stuff. The only reason, if you weren't at the workshop... We were given a pretty stern reminder that driving on a empty tank, like if your tank is less than a quarter full, it's very bad for your uh, fuel pump because your fuel pump is inside your gas tank, you guys. And when you drive on an empty tank, do you know what's happening? You are depriving your fuel pump of the of the fuel that it needs to stay cool. So you're you're literally killing your fuel pump when you drive <laughs> on empty. What grade do you and, give him? Ah, uh, that's A plus right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. but the reason the, re the reason I know that is because I have been given that stern warning uh, numerous times by this. He goes, you're t I mean, he will. He's very aggressive one on one yeah. when it comes to these sort of maintenance things. And now, and this is it's been this way for years. Uh, I don't even know how my oil gets changed or, or the maintenance gets done because he will come and just steal my keys and not say anything to me. And so he goes and... He's the maintenance ninja. He's the maintenance ninja as well. But he's very passionate about it, and I don't fault a person for being passionate about a thing. Yeah. You Let know. me use my gift, John. I am. I'm, I'm yeah. giving you props. And he genuinely will not be dissuaded by me rolling my eyes no. and like shaking my head. He just maintains the vehicles harder. He's like, <laughs> I am fueled by your. I'm going to be more extreme. Right. The yeah. fact that you are slightly bemused and also slightly kerfuffled that is like it encourages me. And I will say that I did not know what synthetic oil what the difference was between synthetic oil and regular oil oh tell us again because there are people <laughs> listening who weren't at the podcast they had their chance tabby that's tabby doesn't spirit. know that's the spirit don't crack <laughs> oh they chance wants us to save that for just the vacay people as oh. like a yeah as a benefit i'm with you chance ticket. i'm with you if you don't know All the right. difference between <laughs> synthetic oil and regular oil then shame on you you should have been here <laughs> all right all right uh, we've got a few more minutes left, and so if any of our beloved studio audience, we have a, we've never done a studio audience before. No. Well, do you count the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference? I when don't. we got people walking past and no. we like yell at them to no, come over? I don't okay. count them. Um, yeah. So if anyone has a thing that they would like to uh, share, a highlight, uh, a memory, if you want to talk about how you survived the power outage yesterday, what you did to stay alive. Um, increased conversations. What did? We had having the power outage. The power we outage increased conversation. Longer. We started chatting with people that we probably wouldn't have chatted with 
all kinds of things happened as a bonus because of the electricity. So it was we, better we, to be unplugged for the conversation. About everybody was going to come down here, and I said, well, wait a minute, there's going to be somebody who can't get on the elevator. We can't right. have it down here. So we started chatting and saying, no, it's in, it needs to be over yep. there. And we had all kinds of interactions, all because of the power outage. Right. Yeah, there was group that legitimately was like a real time problem solving thing because I came in to make the announcement. Well, we'll just move it downstairs. And then somebody was like, well, we can't, we can't use the that. elevator if there's no power. And I went, oh, duh. Like so many times yesterday I was thinking, oh, well, we could just do this. We could use the these lights instead of those lights. It's like that's still electricity. Right. So we but people were talking to kind of help, you know, offer solutions. Um, Darren's wife, Erin, was the one who said, well, maybe we could do the showcase upstairs and um, do it in the cafeteria dining hall instead of in the auditorium because the auditorium has a really tall ceiling, but there's still the natural light and, right. you know. We were so creative when we lost power. A lot of words were exchanged as a result. Many of, words. Yeah, the power outage. And creativity and conversations. Right, so, so go down to your fuse box, Carl. For your breaker box. <laughs> Take a ball bat with you. <laughs> Take a ball bat. Well, I was just going to say flip them off. Yeah, you didn't go far enough. <laughs> you want to really commit, go ahead and smash your fuse box to bits with a bat. Take a tree limb and to you, your transformer. And you will thank us for it. Yeah. Um, your relationships will soar to new heights. Not your car. Not your car. So... Uh, I don't know. Anybody else have a have a thing that stood out to them, an experience? What is it? I have to thank the Podcast Ninja and Chance for a newfound love of disc golf. Oh. Dis disc golf? Yes. Oh. For Chance. He, he wants to thank Chance Rogers. Chance, stand up. Take a bow. <laughs> Woo! Chance Rogers, everybody. Yay, Chance. Chance Rogers, who started this vacation with a beard. And, <laughs> he lost it. <laughs> somewhere along the line, <laughs> he got rid of it. He doesn't know where it went. Yeah. Uh, uh, so disc golf. Disc golf, which. Uh, I didn't get to go on either or any of the trips, so um, I don't know anything about. Are there any, went. besides Chance, is there anybody else who's sort of a disc golfer? You don't have to be like pro, but you've played it. Uh, yeah, Justin's played and Sherry, played. Sherry plays. Okay, so there's a few of you that played disc golf. And there were a bunch of people who played for the first time. Now, I haven't been playing very long. My son called me last fall and said, hey, Dad, let's play disc golf. And I'm like, In case okay. you don't recognize from that voice, that's the Tim voice. That's the Tim voice. It, it really <laughs> is the Tim voice. We don't do that when we're talking about Andrew. Hey, Andrew Dad, doesn't talk like that. This is Tim all the time. Hey, hey, hey pups, let's play, let's play disc golf. Like, okay. <laughs> and so we went out and played disc golf, and it's super fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like two holes into it, and I'm like, okay, this is, I really like this. I'm terrible, but I like it. And so, um, so we've been playing for a little while. Yeah. And if you if you haven't played this we have a bunch of people who just played for the first time and this course here at cedar lake is stupid i mean it's just it's dumb you you are literally the very first hole and presumably they know that there are people who haven't played disc golf before because they have a whole chest full of discs right, right? and you wouldn't have discs available for people who regularly play disc golf because they, they bring, bring their, their own, own discs, yeah. right? So they know that there's people here who've never played disc golf before. And so what do they do? They go, okay, well, here's the first hole. First of all, 
all of the T's are going to be cleverly hidden in yes. behind camouflage of some sort. And so they give you a map that's like a satellite view. You point at a QR code and it gives you a satellite view of the of the course, which helps you. I think this is going to be squeaking when you're what? touching the table. Okay, well, all right. I'm, it's hard for me not to move. But, no, you uh, can move. Just move. Just move away. Up instead move of up. over. The only way that you can actually find all of the T's on this course is you have to be related to Lewis and Clark. <laughs> if, you, if you are not Magellan or some sort of world explorer, there's a good chance that you will not return from hole three. <laughs> so the holes are hidden. The first hole is, and I'm not kidding. I mean, tell... If I'm exaggerating too much, feel free to step in. The first hole is like you have to throw it up the side of a cliff. Yeah. yeah it's I the first that. hole. The first hole is at the, at the bottom of a cliff. <laughs> and if you don't see it on the way down, you don't even know where it is. And so, so you've got all of these people who've never thrown a disc in their life having to hurl it thousands of feet into the air <laughs> up to the top of a cliff. And then... If you miss, which you always will, because you've never thrown a disc before, it's going to roll all the way to the right. bottom of the hill. <laughs> to go get it. So you're going to take four or five throws to get it up to the top of the hill. Then you're going to overshoot the basket. And so then you have to put it back in from the other side. And Towards guess where it goes if you miss. So now you're, you had a bunch of amateur people who've never thrown a disc before who had no idea how to putt. They think that you putt by throwing it, right. and so they just hurl it right down to the bottom of the cliff again. The, yes, and, yes. So, and so a person who's played golf before, like Chance and I, are like, we're starting to feel bad, you know, because <laughs> we can do it in, in three, which is par, right. but we've played before. And so we're, all, we're bringing all these people out, and it feels a little bit like, it feels a little bit like playing uh, basketball on a Nerf hoop a Nerf hoop with a like a three-year-old, you know, and you don't go all out with a three-year-old. You're like, hey, take that. Not in my house. You're slapping away and everything. It feels like that when you've played disc golf before on this first hole and you got all these people who are, who are just terrible at the game and and we're here, we're in three and we're waiting for them. And then I, I just felt dumb saying, okay, what'd you have that time? And they're like, Nine. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> Nine. But that's just the first hole. The fourth and the fifth hole are literally, and again, stop me if I'm over-exaggerating, they're literally in a forest primeval. They're, li they're like in uncut timber amongst uh, rattlesnakes and grizzly bears and, and dead possums, you know, that couldn't make it. You're so far out in the woods that there's that the possums and the wildlife are dying and the basket is over a a grove of what i think was marijuana am i wrong was it what was it oh it was ragweed same thing it's marijuana grown it's really high and you have to chuck the frisbee over it into the woods not not alongside the woods but you're literally throwing discs into the woods and we spent 20 minutes going through thorns and thistles to retrieve to retrieve discs from these people who we have we up until that point we had been establishing pretty good relationships i think they wanted to be friends up until that point we were friends but i got to say 
our relationships were strained <laughs> by my having to go out into the weeds and the thistles and retrieve your, your discs. So Luke only played for the first time like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. did, you know, did you know that? Like, because I had even gone yeah. out a couple of times, and I'm not super athletic, and taken our kids. They'd gone a few times, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason, he had never gone with us to the better courses that are in right. Kokomo. And so when we went, like two weeks ago, I went with him, and like three holes in, he was like, this is really fun. And I was like, oh, I forgot that you hadn't done it before. But yeah, the first hole is like a wide open field. Like right. you just are shooting at this. It doesn't matter where it goes. Like you'll be able to go see it and get it. And, right. and so, yeah, I noticed, I did see the first hole up there and there's like, there's a beach down below and people trying to, you know, swim Slide. and stuff. It does, the fifth and then hole, there's a like building with many, many, many windows back yes. behind The you. fifth hole yeah. is literally in the middle of the woods and I am not exaggerating. And yeah. even if you throw it on the path, the path is overgrown with leaves and with weeds. weeds. And so even if you're throwing it where you're supposed to throw it, it is guaranteed that you will lost. lose your disc. Interesting. <laughs> even if you do it exactly right. Um, so Brief, I mean, we can go back to this brief topic change. Can, uh, what what room were you in? What room number? 276. Oh, okay. So it's not you. Did you think that I hadn't turned my key in? Somebody upstairs has luggage in their room, and upstairs was the comics. Oh, they're all gone except for me. Right. And so I'm really confused about who it was, and Luke went to get my bag. So we're going to solve this mystery. It's going to be super interesting. Right. But I just want to see if it's you because I actually... But we're not going to solve it while you're listening, Carl. I, I so told you're the gonna, host if it was gonna my dad's You're going to have to try stuff. to get to sleep tonight if it's you, if it was without your stuff, knowing who that luggage that is. Yeah, okay. go ahead. All right. So that's, that's about all I had to say, I think, on the, on the disc golf. But if you... My recommendation is... Uh, and it's just for the people who didn't play or for you, Carl. Um, you should go out and at least try it once because it's, it's pretty fun. It's not like it's different from regular golf in that regular golf. Are, are any of you guys golfers, like actual golfers? Okay, there's more of you. Are, are you a pretty decent golfer? Competent? All right. You competent golfer? You can hit the ball. See, just doing that is deceptively hard and that's the i've only golfed a few times and it's a horrifying humiliating experience because you look at golf particularly if you watch professional golfers play and you go how hard can that be there's nobody playing defense the ball just lays there the ball's not even thrown at you i mean nobody's rolling the ball and you have to hit it on the roll it just literally lays there in fact on the first tee they put it up on a little wooden thing peach did you know that? Yeah. I just want to make sure you're paying attention. I did. I they put it. it up on a tee, so it's it's sticking up in the air. All you have to do is hit it while it sits there. Right. And <laughs> it's so hard. The first time I ever played golf, I had some friends at work, and they're like, we're going to go out and play golf. Brandon, you want to come with us? And I'm like, I've never played golf before. I don't have any equipment. I don't have any shoes. And they're like, that's okay. You can borrow. You don't need shoes, but you can borrow some of our clubs. And I'm like, ugh, I'm real. I've never played. They're like, oh, that's all right. You'll be fine. And so they take me out on a Saturday to the American Legion in Kokomo, Indiana. And Saturday is the busiest day at the American Legion. And the first tee is up on a hill by the clubhouse. And there are 450 golfers gathered around <laughs> waiting to tee off. Uh -huh. And they put us out there. And the first three guys, the guys that I work with, are like, poof, poof, poof. 
when they knock it out into the fairway and they go, and I'm last. And it's the first time I have ever, ever oh. even swung a golf club. <laughs> and so I get up there and I grab the golf club and I'm getting ready to sit, you know, you got it over, it over my shoulder. I'm getting ready to take a thing. And my boss goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's showing me how to hold the club in front of 450 people and I can hear them I can hear the swear words under their breath they're like no son and so I rear back and I take a full swing and the ball just falls off the tee <laughs> and rolls like six inches well and done. I said well done. and so I thought well I got to play it where it lies right and they go no just put it back up there and it, it, I could feel I could feel the hatred in waves coming off because they're all waiting they know what's going to happen I'm going to be playing <laughs> and so I took a second swing and I topped it again and it rolled this time it rolled far enough that it rolled down the hill <laughs> so we couldn't go back and get it and and they're now they're actually shouting curse words and so, all right, let's go. And so we had to go and play it where it lied. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this game anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to be alive anymore. It's the first time I'd ever played golf. And we made it two holes. We made it two holes before a guy from the clubhouse came out in a golf course, a golf cart. He comes out and he stops and he goes, you guys are uh, going to have to leave because you're, you're plugging up everything. And, and my boss is wanting to fight with him. He's like, no, we paid him. And I said, Ken, stop. I said, I, I am about to commit suicide, so please, let's just, let's just uh, yeah, I'll just, write, I'll just keep score. I literally said that. I, Play for me. <laughs> I, will, I will keep score. Give me the pencil. Oh, um, you were probably good at that. Oh, I was really good at that. He keeps score with uh, his little app for disc golf. Mm -hmm. So, but he, they didn't have apps back then. Were you able? No, to they didn't. I had to do the score with a pencil and wow. a paper, and wow. add it up with my own brain. Ooh, and I did. I nailed it. It is almost lunchtime. Okay. How far are we into the recording? We're, we're, we can end any time. Well, I also don't have Darren's number without looking it up, and I need to text him and let him know that he forgot his luggage. It was Darren? And he drove. Well, one yeah. Of his, one, of his one of his boys, probably. Boys probably. Uh, so. What a loser. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Call. Anybody want to throw anything in the last second? Sherry has a thing. Okay, remember that first course there that you went on the disc off? Mm -hmm. There was times when the disc would roll down the hill and we would have to do it over again. Right. Yep. From the bottom. Yep. <laughs> she is not exaggerating. You'd think somebody would have realized that was going to happen. You'd think somebody. I just want to mention JT Oaks's workshop. It was very good. It was uh, very how good. To, how to create music. Yeah. And he was very informative. Yeah, JT. I yeah. JT knows a thing or two about music, um, and uh, like I confessed, we I didn't use, I did not use JT uh, very effectively. Yeah, this he'll weekend. be on the show with us back on Starving Comics as soon as we can get him away from all of the various churches and other organizations who are paying him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and his dad Tommy um, do a evangelism thing. So Tommy Oaks. Um, and John Thomas and if you guys they may have been to I know they've been to some of your churches um, some of you multiple times but if you haven't had them you should give them a call and have them come out have they're come super do, affordable uh, they're hard Wiley to get or Star Queen. Star Queen or Star Queen yeah it's really fun um, you're at Alamay House in competition and the 
humorous song department. Oh, Juwan did debut a new song. We're going to have him do that on uh, Skews. Are we? Eventually. Maybe even tonight. Well, no, because he's in the air. He's flying right now, and they've got a Crowns show tonight. But, yes. His little band. I was not prepared for that one. (laughs) I heard after that song. (laughs) So good. So good. It was moving. (laughs) (laughs) We also like Spencer with Dave's. Show. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Spencer was, was featured. <coughs> yep. Yep. As a puppet, yeah. he makes a great puppet. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Spencer. <laughs> we played a lot of board games. That's true. We played a lot of board oh, games. Yeah. So we're gonna recap uh, even more tonight on Starving Comics. Um, we gotta send our videos to Brian, and you guys can email me your pictures, anything that you wanna share with the whole group, because I'm gonna make a collection and. Make it available on a Google Drive link. So, yeah, we will. We are not done reminiscing. Right. So, yeah, if you've got video or, or um, I don't know, talk to you people here, Carl, you don't have to do this. Um, <laughs> if you got video or, or photos or whatever little stories or anecdotes that you want to, you want us to share, you can tune in. You can tune in and share them, or yeah. you can send them to us, and we'll, Comments and we'll put them tonight, up tonight. Or yeah, email us, and we will share. Okay, I don't think I can't think of anything funny to say to sign off. Um, Just say four. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess that'll have to do. There it is. (laughs)